It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome in the highly disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop, and with me, as always, Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? Feeling uh, more composed than last week. Less things to worry about getting to. We don't have eight topics that are massive breaking news stories. We still have a few, but I mean... A few. I mean, if if last week didn't happen, this would seem like a big week. But because last week happened, this week's pretty tame. We got to, you know, catch up on a couple things, some updates from last week. But um, it feels like a nice walk in the park this week. We can actually talk about some of the games this weekend. (laughs) Probably, at least, yeah. (laughs) It was uh, it was hectic, and uh, I would say less fun last week because lots of the topics were just serious sports, and as yeah. you know, we are not serious whatsoever. So. No, we really try to be as uh, unserious as possible whenever <laughs> we can. So last week was uh, very interesting for us. <laughs> so just today, this is the big thing. So we talked about Odell, Odell Beckham Jr., and what we said last week was... The the Browns had told him to basically go home. After the trade deadline, they said go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they tried to trade him, and they didn't find anyone. It didn't happen either way. He was still a Brown. They told him to go home. And pretty much the day after our show, I believe it was on Friday. It was Friday afternoon, they announced. They cut him. They just let him go. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is one of these things where we're not going to blur into full story for a while. And yeah. there's going to be somebody, com- there's yeah. going to be conflicting viewpoints. There will be a book, right? A few years from now, <laughs> this this iteration of the Browns, the, the you know, starting from 2017, 18, they became good again. Uh, a couple years from now, they're the Browns. I imagine they'll probably be bad again in a couple years because that's just what they do. And then someone will write a book. Here's the, you know the Baker Mayfield Browns, Kevin Stefanski Browns. And we'll get the inside scoop on all these things because it's going to be this, and there's probably going to be a couple stories we hadn't heard, and uh, I think this fiasco will be part of the basis of that, and then you know hit their playoff wins and their successes and all that. So we'll learn eventually. Won't be soon, but uh, I think surface level stuff we've heard. It's clear that you know, well, on the field, obviously he wasn't a big part of their offense. Him and Baker, no, never really on the same page. Had a no. had a had a good year or two, thousand yards, but um, at this point, uh, it wasn't working, and he didn't get targets. And when he did, didn't really uh, produce much. So he's unhappy. He knows he's a top tier receiver. I guess he's still a top tier receiver. It's been two or three years since he's we've been seen a bit him. Injured here I mean, there. what I think he has going in his favor is that he came into the league, and he had Eli Manning throwing to him, who was on yes. his last legs. Uh, didn't have much left in the tank. Uh, they had a good defense one year, but that was about it. And Eli was cooked, but Odell was still putting up massive numbers and breaking Giants records and rookie records and all kinds of things. Um, he made a name for himself, and then he went to the Browns thinking, I've escaped the misery of the New York Giants. Gets to the Browns and... and like, uh, buddy, you went to the Browns. What, did you, what would you expect? It's, yeah, even with the Browns you know, on the rise... It just didn't work out for him, uh, didn't produce. And now we learned today, uh, because he did uh, go through waivers and cleared waivers, nobody picked him up, uh, became a unrestricted free agent, and he signed with the Los Angeles Rams on a one-year deal. And that was one of the teams where it's jokingly, uh, watch him go to the Rams because the Rams are getting everybody. They got Jalen Ramsey. Yep. They went and they got Matthew Stafford. They got Von Miller. And now they have Odell Beckham Jr. And he's a Ram, and we'll see how that pans out. They already, you know, kind of have a flow to that offense. Not last week, obviously, but um, Stafford, Cooper Cup, and, you know, they, the run game, that's that's kind of their thing. So we'll see. He should be open. <laughs> I'll yeah. give him that. He'll be open he on be. that in that offense. So that's that's the, the Odell Beckham Jr. saga update for you. Yeah, so tonight's an interesting. The Ravens are on uh, Thursday Night Football, so I will be uh, preoccupied by that at <laughs> least somewhat uh, here in about 10 minutes probably. But. 8.20, I just go solo for 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan goes, touchdown! 
Yeah, I just start screaming results on the air. Start doing play by play. And then the NFL just comes for us and rips us out of the studio. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time someone rips us out of the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been long enough. Right. I mean, if it didn't happen last week, it's never going to happen. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it's a surprise that no one, you know, has ripped us out of the studio for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, but you know. regardless, uh, we have that. <laughs> We're just that good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we know how to dodge. We know how to dodge laser beams. Uh, Cam Newton is back in in uh, Carolina. Oh man, uh, because Sam Darnold's out for four to six weeks. Uh, I don't know how that's going to look because Cam Newton could not beat out Mac Jones and was cut. Um, maybe he's healthier now. May, you know, yeah, because it's not. I mean, it's his old team, but there's not going to be any. It's a different. It's not going to be any familiarity. Coaching staff. I mean, he's. It was. Let's see. How many? So last year he's on the Patriots. Year before he was there, but he was hurt on and off. It's it's been, I'd say I'd say two or three years really since Cam has been a fully integrated part of that organization. Yes, and you know it's an entirely new regime. It's you know it's Ron just, it's Rivera totally, was the coach last time he was there. Yeah, it's so. a totally different team. So it's it's not like he he can just show up and pick up the offense like we've seen now and then. Um, teams will, you know, maybe sign a backup quarterback who happened to play for them a year or two before, and he can jump right in and, and start for them week of signing because he knows the offense. It's not going to be that at all. Um, and I just, I don't know how that's going to go. To be honest, I mean, he's not going to be able to play for a week or two. I mean, he's going to have to learn that offense. And I, I assume for now, he's going to be a backup. I don't know that he'll even start for them. To be quite honest with you. I don't know how you sign someone into a new offense and just throw them in there and say, this is our starter. We're a team who is trying to be somewhat competitive. Like, the Panthers are trying to be competitive. They're not one of these teams who's just obviously, you know, it's not the Jags where it's we have our quarterback, but we're going to be bad around him. Or the Jets who are in the same boat just throwing whoever out there trading for Flacco. Um, This team seems like they're fighting for a playoff spot, which will not come to them. <laughs> no. Um, so we'll see how that goes with Cam. I, do, I don't I don't think it's going to be much of anything. I think there's other teams he could have gone to that were better situations. I would have liked to have seen him in New Orleans, and maybe he and Taysom Hill can just <laughs> alternate series of destroying their bodies. But um, Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I think the Saints were just like, we'll roll with Taysom Hill with Trevor Simeon. As the backup, honestly, at this point, at this point in their careers, you'd probably take Taysom Hill over Cam because Taysom Hill, yeah, not a, I well, obviously not a great quarterback. I don't know if I'd call him a good quarterback, even or a quarterback or a quarterback, but um, he has a strong enough arm to throw it down the field forty yards. Um, he did it in a playoff game last year, and it was one of their few good plays because Drew Brees could not throw it down the field. Uh, Cam just what we've seen of him the past year or so he cannot get the ball down the field and he hasn't been accurate and he had a couple good games early on for the Patriots and it looked like you know oh they didn't miss a beat they're still the Patriots they have Cam and he got COVID and came back he was not the same no I'm not here to believe that COVID wiped out his all of his arm strength and accuracy (laughs) There might have been some rhythm issues that there. That was the other injuries. Yeah, that was. it's pretty much everything else because his body is destroyed. It's been 10 years since he's been in the league, over 10 years now. And the style of play he did and endured is taking its toll. And that's it's pretty much as simple as that. Um, he can hang on as a backup for a couple more years for whoever, but uh, he's, he's kind of camps cooked. Um, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. And it's yeah. sad, but... Um, he was in this this era, this evolution of where pretty much every quarterback needs to be mobile for you to have a top tier offense. Even Mahomes, pre turf toe, whatever that is, um, was mobile in the pocket and could scramble. Not a running guy, obviously, but Cam was one of the first in this kind of era to do that, and he kind of did it the old fashioned way bodying people and using his size and just bowling over everyone as opposed to you know you know the Russell Wilson's a couple years later just you know baseball guy very good at sliding good awareness 
Lamar Jackson now just can juke and shift right at the point of contact and avoid every hard hit. Um, so yeah, Cam is, it, it, it looks like a desperate signing to me. Uh, it's just like, it's like, are you trying to drum up fan interest? I just don't, that has to be part of it. It's like, there's other quarterbacks out there that I'm sure you could have gotten who are less fragile. Yeah. And not, not cooked. Yeah. Not cooked. Um, (laughs) like, I don't know what you think he's going to do for you other than, oh, the fans will want to come see him. Does anybody have number one on that roster now? Has anybody taken that? Because I think that would be really That'd funny. Be f- it would be funny. Because he would come in and then he would probably pay them for the number. Because Cam coming back in a different number would be <laughs> make it even better. Because then it, you could really differentiate <laughs> good Cam to bad Cam. <laughs> right. Um, though I don't. I don't know that we're gonna see him. You might see him later in the year. Um, they're out of the playoffs. They're just seeing what happens. Throwing whoever they get more injuries. Because Darnold is not the answer there. Even if he's not hurt, Darnold just should not be playing. There was not a number one. Cam Newton has taken it back for himself. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, that's that's the other thing with them is is they kind of went in on Sam Darnold and it worked for a couple weeks. Uh, since then, though, he looks he looks about as bad as he ever has. Yes, Just genuinely horrible. Seeing ghosts, he's he's one of the top guys, especially after that clip of him on the sidelines. You'd see him mouth it. We don't we don't know. We don't have that confirmed, but could see him mouthing on the sideline a couple years ago. I'm seeing ghosts. And uh, based on his play, he does. Uh, he was pretty horrible <laughs> against the Patriots. Um, as always, though, that they kind of – I was going to say they have his number, but who doesn't have his number outside of the two teams he beat this year <laughs> and played well. So the Panthers, that's uh, – they're just kind of doomed. Yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey. They've already, broke, they've already broken McCaffrey. I mean, this is the second year in a row where he's just – not a factor for them yeah they're just it's just kind of a hopeless franchise in carolina nice color scheme though yeah they, they have got nice, that they have they a good really aesthetic do. uh listen roll with your aesthetic and uh the, the product on the field no it's, it's hopeless so keep pounding keep pounding <laughs> so there's that there was the dolvin cook news which it's a very serious note. Which turned into the Adam Schefter news as well. Th- that's how I, that is how I want to talk, bring this up. Because obviously the way I see that situation on in terms of Dolphin Cook is that that was a uh, mutually abusive relationship going on there. Yeah, the, you, you with everything we know, you can say pretty confidently um, both both subjects here were subject to wrongdoing, to abuse. You can, you can say that. I mean, there's evidence both ways. Um, that being said, <laughs> uh, the reporting on this, because obviously you know, it's, there's going to be litigation. It's, you know, there's a lot we're going to learn that we don't know, and it's going to come out week by week. It's another one of those situations. Everyone wants to have a strong take on it right as the first surface-level details come out. So we're not here to do that. We're not here to, you know be a jury or anything but for adam schefter <laughs> who we, we can be a jury on so the the way that this first came out for this uh, was adam schefter's tweet that said dolvin cook is a victim of domestic abuse and dis- and extortion according to his agent you know whatever his name agent's name was will will whatever yeah and i read that tweet and i said i want to hear more <laughs> <laughs> because when a tweet come when a tweet about a player comes out and you see according to his agent you know two things one that Adam Schefter has gotten this news from that agent obviously mm-hmm. two this version of the story is the version that the agent wants you to hear the version that the player wants you to hear and then of course we find out you know maybe 20 minutes later that he's getting out in front of the story that also, you know, not only was there this incident where maybe he took some abuse, but also he gave some out. Mm-hmm. So, and this is a, this is a, potentially a pattern in Dolvin Cook's career. Uh, so, and for Adam Schefter to go and just 
I mean, this is what is this is the second or third time that Adam Schefter has done something has a questionable done something questionable or something questionable has come out about him with the uh, the Bruce Allen editor story. Yeah, and which th- that one was not a good look. Obviously, no. This one is. I mean, the other one, it's okay. Some story. We don't know which story, but he had he had help. And I mean, not, this is journalistic malpractice. Yes, and that's the thing about Adam Schefter, who I think if pressed on it, would tell you, you know, maybe not publicly, but privately. I think he would admit to not being a journalist. He's one of these people who they weren't really a thing a few years ago. I mean, even a decade ago, they existed, but there was still more journalistic integrity. And that's part of uh, an ESPN problem, which we can get into as well. Right. Um, But they exist, and Woj is the same way. They essentially, by proxy, work for their leagues. They have sources who they have to maintain relationships with in those leagues, and that's how they get first on the news with that stuff. And so Adam Schefter, who over the years, has tweeted out pretty, I don't say good, but I'll say one-sided things from sources. Um, and those sources are some someone close to Dalvin Cook, and he's given, you know, first, first info on his contract negotiations, and, oh, he's going to sit out from practice here, and this and that. Um... And this was another example. The, this one was a dangerous one, though. This isn't, oh, I'm first dibs on Dalvin Cook is unhappy with the Vikings and is going to sit out this and that before hearing the Vikings part on whatever. This is... Um, this is a, a serious situation. A serious, you know, there's accusations of abuse, um, extortion, and he comes out and says, like we said, you know, Dalvin Cook, the victim of domestic abuse and extortion. There's pending litigation. The last thing he says is, according to his agent, Zach Hiller. Now, something like that, a lot of people will tell you, particularly journalists, they will say the attribution for something like that should go first. You should say, yes. according to Dalvin Cook's agent, Zach Hiller. Because then on the front end, you know... Okay. Who the news is coming from? All right. You know, what, and, and, what, what point of view is this coming from? And even then, a lot of people still will read it and take it for what it is Face and, value. and run with it. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people who will see it, and you know, it's Twitter. People read the first sentence and, and move on with their life. Yeah. Um, and this is I, it's it's just Adam Schefter, and it's what we expect. And it seems to only get worse year after year. He just kind of carries water for the NFL. And that's that's what it is. Because um, at the end of the day, like I mentioned, ESPN. Um, Big there's water less, carrying boy. There's less, there's, <laughs> there's less news that goes on there. And they're, they're becoming more and more of just a place to watch sports and talk about sporting events that they are going to carry or they have partnerships with. Yes. You see it in their programming. We're they, seeing it across sports and like entertainment uh, in general that TV rights deals are very lucrative, a very big part of business models. Mm-hmm. So you don't really want to upset the apple cart too much. I mean, it's the same thing that happened when Ariel Hawani was reporting on the UFC and the way their fighters are treated and how they're underpaid. And... Uh, ESPN didn't really give a lot of voice to that because the, one of their biggest partners now, it's really the anchor of the entire ESPN Plus streaming service and pay-per-views for them, is UFC and Dana yep. White. And so Dana White can stomp out anything he wanted for them, essentially. They'd never admit to this, obviously, but that's, yeah. that's you know, if you look into that's it at the, all, you'll, that's, see, you'll that's, see that's how it is. That's the quiet part that isn't said loud. And so that's why this story, which is a very serious story, uh, regarding Dalvin Cook has just become about Adam Schefter by for most people. And yep. part of it is we've almost grown accustomed to stories like this with a lot yeah, of we athletes. just kind of expect this from NFL players. And especially. Yeah. And you grow to expect it, but um I guess at this point you still don't expect journalists 
first of all, but also just newsmakers to be this reckless. Yeah. Like, it's okay, Adam Schefter, if, you know, if Dalvin Cook's in trouble, you do not have to come to his defense via his agent. You don't have to do that. First no. off, if he's really this, if he's really in trouble this bad, I think you're okay with with losing that source. I think you're going to be all right. You're Adam Schefter. Yeah, you have sources it's everywhere. One agent. Else. He could lose his agent and still probably find literally anybody else in the Vikings organization who will <laughs> give him info on this. It's uh, it's it's kind of the slimy business of newsmaking. It's because you have sources. Yeah, you must maintain them. So They'll you got to be, be a shill. You yeah. have to be a shill for them. And that's pretty much all it is. And that's the state of journalism. <laughs> We've summed it up for you. There's the state of journalism in America. Sports journalism is uh, is a little interesting right now. Yes. Um, I think it's funny. The the guy who wrote that book about the Nets about sometime in the past year um, was never a sports reporter. He was an investigative journalist. And they put him on the Nets beat for a year to get that info. <laughs> Because if you put a sports journalist on that beat, you're not getting nearly the info. Nope. Which is amazing how these people like Seth Wickersham and all them can come out with these deep dives and these books about these things again and again. Like, it's amazing they're still let anywhere <laughs> into any locker room. Right. Because they, they, they spill the That's tea. That's the kind of thing. Yeah. You, they start spilling the tea and the teams will start cutting them off. Like, no, you can't come in here. Yeah. And then you have Brady or Belichick saying, I never met with this guy once. And then Seth's like, actually... We've met and had sat down interviews several times <laughs> that are do- documented on video and, and you know, <laughs> I'm on the Godfather tape. to your child. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's Adam Schefter keeping his sources and because of him, you know, putting, you know, people's integrity in danger, uh, you'll get first dibs on NFL free agency news. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. And, you know, I'm sure that guy's, that, I'm sure whatever, Zach Hiller is agents of. Various other NFL players, some of them, I would assume of note, that he doesn't want to burn his bridges. So, Is it that important to be first? No. Do people, like, if Adam Schefter were to not break some of these stories and not always be first to free agent news, who would care? Like, you can't let... Who would care? You know, you can't let... Adam Schefter? <laughs> who else? It, no, yes, Adam Schefter. You can't let, you know, Diana Rossini... Look at that, and maybe actually do some research, and then report it properly. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That see, that is the funny thing about journalism is you would rather be right than be first. Whereas the newsmakers, it mm-hmm. is we are going to be first, be first, and our job is to be first, and we're going to get out whatever info we can. That's like today, even with the the Odell Beckham news, Schefter. Tweeted out straight up, he said Odell to the to the Rams. But simultaneously, you had Ian Rappaport and a couple others saying it's between the Rams and the Packers. We don't it know It was yet. Josina Anderson and I believe Kimberly Jones, who I know is legitimately a friend of Odell Beckham, mm. both came out at the same time, about two minutes after Schefter tweeted that, and said, actually, Odell just told me he's still on the fence. Yeah. But I think... His sources are inside Odell's brain. <laughs> yeah. But within a few minutes, it started being like, okay, the Rams have like actually confirmed that Odell has signed with the Rams. So I'm wondering if this news came out and Odell was just like, well, I guess I'm going to the Rams now. <laughs> Schefter said it. I guess, the, I guess the decision was made for me if I was on the fence. That's the next step is Adam Schefter starts deciding the news. <laughs> so there's gonna, the free agency is going to open, right? And this offseason, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to become a free agent. First day of free agency, Adam Schefter says, who do I want Aaron Rodgers to go to? And he'll tweet it out, and Aaron will go, well, Schefter tweeted it. That's I mean, maybe that's what happened here. Maybe he would have ended up picking the Packers, but then Adam Schefter tweeted out that he's going to the Rams, and Odell's like, well, I guess I'm going to the Rams. He's like, listen, I'm trying to, you know, cl- trying to clean up my image. I, 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 look I can't like upset a, people. Yeah, I can't I look, look like, like a, a flip-flopping uh, guy. I've already burned my bridges with the Browns. I was a bit of a nuisance. My dad was a nuisance. I got to, you know, come back, uh, reshape my image here, back to my old, fun Odell self. And he said, I, I have to go to the Rams. Better choice, to be to be perfectly honest. Um. Yeah. Because you're going to go to Green Bay right when it gets cold out? No. <laughs> L.A. In the dome. Yeah. Odell. Odell. It's all, it all comes back to Odell, really. Yeah. Uh, I also want to mention Carson Wentz. Oh, man. 
Carson Wentz, if you're out there listening. <laughs> He's a big fan, actually. He's our biggest fan. He listens every week. Get a life, bro. <laughs> this man, Carson Wentz, has said that he has come to an agreement with his wife, that he talked to his wife, and she said it's okay It's okay with her. Listen, buddy, it's not okay with her. I don't <laughs> care what she said. You Listen, when a, you should know this by now. When your girlfriend or your wife says it's okay, it's never. It's probably not okay. <laughs> it's probably not okay. <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, no, I fully support you. It's no. She said it was cool. No, it's fine. <laughs> go ahead. No, I'll go be ahead. fine. Go ahead. Go play your little no, game. Go, ahead. go hang out with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> go go ahead and play your game while I birth our child. Oh my gosh. Carson Wentz is going to play on Sunday, regardless of whether or not. Uh, he basically, he's going to play on Sunday, risking that he's going to miss the birth of his child, his who, first child. I who believe. was uh, who was due on Sunday? <laughs> yes. Um, and who do they play? The Jags. <sighs> it's not like I didn't even realize that part of it that they're playing. It's <laughs> it's not like the Jaguars. It's not like they're at home. Like a week or two ago against the Titans, right? We're at home against the Titans. It's pretty much a must win for us because our we're, we're we're losing here. We're four and five, you know, three and four, whatever we are. Titans are looking good. They're starting to run away with this thing. Need to win it for the for the sake of the season. So I'm sorry, honey. I must miss out on the festivities. I mean, this is the but same now it's guy. like this is a team. You start your backup as the Colts. The Colts are probably good enough to throw in their backup, and and he got to win. Yeah, there. I'm not even sure who their backup is now. Which could be Brissett in uh, Miami. He but. didn't. He play a game or so. <laughs> Jacob Eason. Ah, yeah. See, Jacob Eason. Listen, he could he could put a few points on the board against the sure. Jaguars. Sure. I mean, the Jaguars just beat the Bills, but I the mean, juggernaut. Yeah, listen. So they're due. Yeah, exactly. For just being dreadful. I yeah. mean, it's it's a letdown game for the Jags. It is. Is <laughs> isn't every game? Class. <laughs> Even last week. I mean, you just want to lose every game just to secure that top pick, and you come out and win. It's like, ugh. I mean, they only won six to nine, which is nice, nice. but. Um, you know, come on, Carson Wentz. I mean, this is the same guy who apparently with the same, I uh, probably with the same woman, uh, <laughs> was caught watching film on a date with her in oh, college. Man. Which, uh, girl, that that, that should have been the red flag. Yeah, that he probably would have skipped the birth of your child to play football. Real football guy. When he was watching film on a date. Real football guy. Must have been a big game coming up. Too much of a football guy. Now, I, it'd be life. funnier if it was the first date. <laughs> oh, I hope. That'd but it's cool. but she's like, man, it's Carson Wentz. Up in whatever. North Dakota North State. North Dakota. <laughs> Listen, North Dakota State, the backup was probably Trey Lance. Wow. So, like, I mean, or if someone at least liked, oh, you know, it was probably uh, Easton Stick at the time. Oh, wow. East, well, I forgot about that name. Yeah, Easton I mean, Stick. there's no reason for me to remember it. But I mean, still. there's no reason. I mean, North Dakota State literally gets the national championship in FCS every year, no matter who the quarterback is. So Carson Wentz, I mean, it's not like that was mattering too much. Yeah, but I also, you know, it's you North not Dakota. Wa- it's not a lot of people. You find a nice guy, it's like, all right, I guess I'll deal with the football thing. Because, I mean, yeah, there's if you go to North Dakota State, probably the only guys worth pursuing there are the football players. Yeah, probably about it. Yeah, you never. Know. I mean, North so you got to deal State. with that. She's probably just like, eh, I guess I got to deal with this. <laughs> this Carson guy. We don't talk enough about his. His name's Carson. Carson. Terrible first name, if you ask me. There's another Carson in the uh, in the draft this year. Well, there could be. I don't know if he, this guy's a senior, but uh, Nevada's quarterback Carson Strong. Mm. Great name, honestly. See now, Carson see, Strong. Carson Strong. I can get with all Nevada. Right? Like instead of you know Carson Wentz. Wentz came and Wentz. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Strong man, though, you can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. He does. That's that. He is a waste of an arm talent. He yeah. can really. <laughs> he puts so much <laughs> zip on the ball, but he he just you know, instead of being good, he gets hurt and his team wins the Super Bowl without him. Really a similar situation there. You know, North Dakota State could have just done it without him. Yep. And then he goes to the Eagles, who you'd think would need a starting good quarterback, but no, it's really good. Yeah, no one needs that. All right, I think we've, uh, I think we've really, I think we've talked enough about Carson Wentz. Yeah. So also we've we've hit the news this week. We yes. really also we the Raiders cut another first round draft pick because he uh, threatened a man on Instagram a lot. Oh, man. Well, Instagram DMs, but <laughs> big difference. 
Yeah. Pre-recorded, not live. All right. So that's the news for the week. Let's see. We're going to have – we got a big uh, picks week coming up here. So I think we'll just jump into Sticks Picks. Week here. 10 already. Week 10. Yeah. Double-digit weeks now. Now we're – it's the nitty-gritty. It's cold outside. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think I want to take a detour here because we can Whoa. go into the NFL – once we do sticks picks, we'll go into the the week of the NFL. Mm-hmm. But this is a special week here. It's a it's a weekend. We got a uh, event coming up. We only get four times a year. I want to do a special picks picks event here. <laughs> the Saturday, is all elite wrestling AEW full gear the pay per view. We gotta have a picks. We gotta get our picks in for this. Oh man, right. a loaded card. It is a loaded card. Ten, <laughs> nine matches on the pre on the uh, on the main show here. Oof. You know what? Let's go into it. Where's this event? To... Where's this event being held? Well, we'll get into that here in a second. Oh but, wow! Uh, let's ski. <laughs> we got all the info coming here. Let's go. So, let's fire up some music here. Here we go. All right, folks, we're going <laughs> off the top rope. Maybe that's what this segment can be called if it comes back. Off the top rope. (laughs) (laughs) It's just too on the nose. It is. All right. There it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, AEW Full Gear (laughs) in Minneapolis, Minnesota, coming to you from the Target Center. Wow. Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Loaded card. We're going to go through the – yeah, we're going to go – well, it's a a ways away for us. (laughs) But let's start off strong here. We have Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. You know, AEW's playing some sort of long con here with Cody Rhodes' story. You know, he's getting booed by the fans, even though he's insisting on being a good guy here. Uh, <laughs> Black and Andrade are going to stay strong, however, and uh, Homelander's taking a loss. Then we have the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Drunk- Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. It's, uh, it's a long time before anyone's going to beat the Super Click in a trios match here. Christian Cage is taking the L and perhaps taking his frustrations out on Jungle Boy. MJF versus Darby Allin. Mm. Fun matchup here between uh, two of the most surefire future world champions on the AEW roster. MJF has yet to fully, full-on, cleanly lose a match, and I don't think that's starting here. We got uh, Max Friedman's going to take the, the win here and eventually dethrone the next champion, which we'll get to. Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. They built this into the second most anticipated match on this card and it only took about seven minutes for them to do it. Literally just one segment. Uh, Punk, Punk's going to take out the win here, but hopefully the feud will roll on. The Inner Circle versus American Top Team. I really just want to get this one over with so I don't have to hear uh, Chris Jericho make frat dude jokes at Paige Van Zandt anymore. <laughs> the Inner Circle gets the win. Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Lucha Bros, they just got the Tag Team Championship, so I think they're going to hold on to them a little bit longer, but it would not shock me if they take a, the win here. FTR does. Miro versus Brian Danielson. Miro, the best character in professional wrestling today. This is an absolute toss-up, but I'm going to go with Miro to hand the American Dragon his first AEW loss so that he doesn't have to quite go and kill God yet. (laughs) Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Ty Conti, the women's champion. Ty Conti, the most improved wrestler the last year and a half or so, but she's still not the DMD. Britsburg celebrates on Saturday. And finally, in the culmination of a three-year saga, we get to the climax of the Ballad of Hangman Page. A story of battling your insecurities, overcoming failure, and the power of friendship. In my mind, the best long-term story arc in the history of professional wrestling. Hangman Page finally gets his chance at redemption against his former tag team partner, Kenny Omega. On Saturday night, at the pay-per-view named after him, Adam Page, with his newfound confidence, will become the second person ever and the first in AEW to ever kick out of the one-winged angel and he will finally win the big one and make good on his promise from nearly three years ago to become the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Wow. That's your picks. Man. For full gear. Send that over to Tony Khan. Yeah, we're on the payroll. That's why I, that's why I did. <laughs> Thanks, Tone. <laughs> All right. Now, let's throw it over. Collect my money at the door. The sticks picks. I'll take cash. <laughs> Place your bets now for that, by the way. Yeah. Not these, though. <laughs> no. Hey, the Super Click only at minus 200 from what I saw on uh, my bookie. That's uh, mm. pretty good odds there. Wow. Yeah. Wrestling betting. Huh? <laughs> Wrestling betting. Imagine just being Tony Khan and just betting on the matches yourself. 
Like you could go on there and be like, I know who's going to win not the like, matches. It's not like a real sanctioned sport, right? Like that's just no. It's got to be legal, right? I mean, you can bet on like. I don't know. Can you bet on The Bachelor on some sites? I would imagine something has, yeah. I mean, there's Bachelor pools. People do themselves. I don't know about official. Well, it wouldn't be official, but official, unofficial betting for that. But could be. It wouldn't surprise me. You can bet on anything these days. The internet. You can bet on the internet. <laughs> the internet will exist Or in tomorrow. person. All right. Sticks picks for week 10 Whew. of the NFL season. Here we go. All right, we're back at it. Uh, seven and seven last week, pretty bad. A lot of upsets, but we survived at five hundred eighty-five and fifty-one on the season. Thursday night football: Ravens at Dolphins. No comeback needed for the Ravens this week. They blow out the Finns. Sunday one o'clock: Cowboys Falcons. Dallas gets a bounce back win, but Matty Ice is playing really well. Old man Matt. Huh. Cowboys win, but they do not cover. They're getting a lot of points. This game. Titans Saints. No letdown for the Titans. They're for real, for now at least. Colts, Jags, father of the year, Carson Wentz, would rather be at this game than meet his baby. That's CTE at its finest. Maybe look out for the Jags at plus 10.5. Maybe the baby has bad vibes. Just look out for it. (laughs) Browns, Patriots, Baker's back. He's against Mac and the Pats. The winner of this game will be the Browns. Bills, Jets, brutal time to face the Bills. I don't think the Jets and their four QBs are up to it. Steelers, Lions. The Steelers are going to come out and win in dominating fashion, 17 to six. Bucks, Washington. Tom Brady is currently the odds-on favorite to win MVP according to Caesars. Cool. I hate it here. So will Washington on Sunday. Sunday late window. Cardinals, Panthers. The Cam Newton signing looks so desperate, as I mentioned earlier. You already know who I'm picking. It's the Cardinals. Go Cards. Chargers, Vikings. I can't tell if either of these teams are actually good, but I can tell you the Chargers will be the better team on Sunday. Broncos, Eagles. I don't even want highlights from this game. Throw it away. Broncos by field goal. Seahawks, Packers. I hate locking these in on Thursday, by the way. Because, listen, Aaron plays, they win. If Aaron sits, they lose. So I'm going to take the Seahawks now. We're going to roll with it. Okay. But he's probably going to play, and then they're going to win. Sunday Night Football, because I don't change these after Thursday. Raiders, Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored, but I can't bring myself to pick them. The Kansas City Chiefs. What a world we live in. Monday Night Football, we have the Rams at the 49ers. And uh, go Rams, all I got to say. I mean, it's the Rams. Go Rams. Also, Monday night, I got the uh, Knicks beating the uh, the uh, Pacers. Bonus pick for you. Those are stick picks. How about those Knicks? Oh, man. They're uh, <laughs> inconsistent. But, man, when they're good, whew. Bench mob. They're, yeah, their bench mob <laughs> maybe should be a starters mob for a game or two because, oof. I don't know what's happening there. Me neither. Pretty much all their starters last night, like minus 20 to minus 25. Bench comes in. Bench, by the way, tied the game up, ended up losing by 10, played it all the way through. Still, they were all at least plus 11, plus 11, plus 15. Um, No idea. They just given up a million threes. They went from the best three-point shooting defense to... Well, their starters are the worst in defense, efficiency-wise, this season, which is, you know, it's Kemba, and Fournier is a bit of a drop-off yeah. defensively. Um, but the, the the backups, still getting up open threes. I don't understand it. They hustle. They play hard. Um, they're p- pretty healthy. Their centers have been in and out. Uh, they were missing Nerlens Noel last night. But still, I just don't understand it. Obi Toppin looks good, though, so we can be, we can be thankful. Yeah. Obi and uh, quickly... We're kind of flipped last year. It was like, oh, one was, you know, a lottery pick. The other was like 24th. And their skill level pretty much is like reversed. Like quickly looks like the lottery pick. It's kind of even and out. Quickly, who's still pretty good, regressed a little bit. Obi Toppin is, they're, they're finding his lane. He catches alley-oops and can jump and run in straight lines. And that's his deal. So I'm, I'm going to feel okay about the Knicks for now and I will say that because Tom Thibodeau defensive yeah I won't say genius defensive uh minded man defensive smart guy yeah see the whole thing with their offense uh they're shooting a lot of threes they just got to start falling they have plenty of capable three-point shooters I'm not stressing about that defense though he can fix the defense not worried about it we got some breaking news in here wow Justin Tucker has missed a field goal. Oh, my God. 
Wasn't that very? It doesn't look like that was a long one either. Maybe fifty. This, up. this is at most. We got to bring the show to a halt here. Yeah, let's see it. what. How long was Very that? shocking, actually. Was it was 48? The, with a, wow. With the laces in? What was that? Bad hole? I don't know. What happened there? It's... Wide right. My goodness. How about that? They'll still win by 30. Ah. <laughs> uh, Jacoby, I mean, Jacoby Brisket just is not. He's not it. Tua, though. 30, Tua but... is active, but the backup. Interesting. So he's healthy enough to be active. So let's say Jacoby Brissett, first drive, gets hurt. Tua's healthy enough to come in and play the game for you, but he's not healthy enough to be your starter. Makes no sense. It's like he's he's healthy enough that he could play, but you want to sit him out, so it's, he's like an emergency backup, I guess. I guess, at that point. I don't know. Must be a pretty bad third string. Must be. The Dolphins are a mess. I just, I'm just... Mm, yeah. So, we, we got a chance to look back at some games from last week. Um... Well, since the Ravens are playing now, we just brought them up. It was another game very similar to the Colts game. <laughs> every other game they've played. Ev- pretty much every game <laughs> this year where they started off looking real bad. They looked bad. Mm-hmm. There are times, well, I shouldn't say at times because even when they come back, this is how what it looks like. Uh, it looks like the only good players on this team are Lamar Jackson and his receivers. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, really weird, considering every other year it's been Lamar Jackson and everyone but his receivers. <laughs> uh, the secondary looks bad most of the time. Yeah, Deshaun Elliott's now out for the season when he was out for a couple games. He made a comeback in the Chargers game. That's when the defense looked really good. And uh, then they had that setback against the Bengals. And now they look bad again. They looked bad with him. He went out. And they'll probably look bad without him because Marcus Peters went down in the preseason. Uh, Like two plays after Gus Edwards went down, they both tore their ACLs. J.K. Dobbins torn ACL. Ronnie Stanley's out for the year. Offensive line looks bad. There's like one or two good players on the offensive line. Patrick McCarry is hurt. Uh, So they got Tyree Phillip, who was a rookie last year, playing right tackle when he played right guard last year. Kevin Zeitler and Bradley Bozeman are fine at center and right guard. The rest of the offensive line is bad. Alejandro Villanueva, I've seen some stats that uh, make it seem like he's not doing that bad. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. (laughs) Ben Powers at left guard, bad. My eyes. Devontae Freeman is the number one running back, although he has looked pretty good the last few weeks. He scored a touchdown three weeks in a row. But this team is being carried by Lamar Jackson, uh, which is not surprising. The defensive line, not looking so good. The linebackers, Justin Houston's good. Uh, Adafe always good for a rookie. Yeah. Marlon Humphrey gets burnt half the time. So right now, I mean, they have the second best over, uh, total offense in the NFL. First in rushing, like eighth in passing. Mm-hmm. Lamar looks like a legitimate just passing. Court. It's a passing offense now. Like they do run the ball a little bit. With I mean, but I mean they run the ball with Lamar. Lamar, uh, a lot of his runs last week were scrambles though. So this is just a passing team now. It looks like what it looked like at Louisville with him. Rashad Bateman is really good. He's been a joy so far in these couple games that he's had. Hollywood Brown looks like he's back and healthy and kind of looks like he's back to close to his Oklahoma form. Mark Andrews, really good. Makes some drops, though. He dropped the touchdown against uh, against Minnesota. But this team is basically just Lamar, Bateman, Hollywood, Andrews. Yeah. That's about it. I will say, because they do tend to come back, like, what, four times now? They've had, like, a decent comeback. Yep. Um, they they're when their run defense needs to stop the run, they they get it done. I think what's happened, and the the, the reason they lost to the Bengals is because the Bengals were like, oh, the pass is working, and they just didn't stop passing it the entire game. Also, the tackling was also atrocious there. The and tackling has been atrocious. Other teams who you know most of them have worse quarterbacks. Um, it's like we're gonna run the try to run the clock out here, and it's just it's not gonna happen. Like Kirk Cousins, I mean, jeez, second half. Oh man, I mean, he had that one drive in him right at the end. But other than that, he kind of curled up into a ball, like like Kirk Cousins tends to do. Um, and the Ravens, the other side, 
the opposite where it's like they want to come out and be more balanced and it kind of works like right now the first quarter is about to end they'll probably be up three nothing um but then when they come out and they, they have to pass it and force it down the field it ends up working better than them trying Second to be team? trying to be a balanced offense because they're just throwing it all over the place um and even yeah, the running like, game's not going anywhere. The offensive line is not good enough to run the ball. The running backs are not good enough to run the ball. Yeah, like they're not gonna run it for the full. Well, tonight maybe they might get a lead, but they're not gonna sit there, hand it off thirty, thirty-five times a game and just grind it out. Um, they're just gonna have to throw the ball around and spread teams out and get, hit their guys in space. I will say, last week against the Vikings was like the first time I've seen Hollywood Brown like break tackles and yeah fight through contact every game I watch cuz I look for it cuz he's just he looks so small he, he as soon as he gets touched he like goes down he goes down like Tom Brady almost yep. last week it's like he realized <laughs> he's fast <laughs> like he was like arm tackles he was kind of fighting them off with his hand it was it was the first time and I it like jumped out to me having multiple times where I was like oh like he caught the ball and there was a defender near him, and he still managed to get downfield. Like, there's been plays he gets yards after the catch because he's wide open, but he was, like, actually fighting guys off. And that can be <laughs> a big help to their offense because if you can throw screens to that guy um, instead of just having him run all the way down the field for your only only game to him, I think that's going to help them a lot. You know, he has looked, uh, outside of some drops, he has looked uh, very improved this year, which is very nice. Yeah. yeah. If you take away the Lions game for him, I think he's had a dropped three touchdowns perfectly, a perfectly good season. Yes. <laughs> it's just one really, I don't know, maybe it was the stadium threw him off. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, they're still, they're six and two, uh, but they have the tough stretch of their season coming up after next week. They're playing the Del- Dolphins now. They play the Bears next week. And then they have a tough stretch of games for the rest of the year. Like, very, very tough. Let's see. If I bring it up, it's, like, specifically, it's they play the Browns on Sunday night. The Browns get a bye week. The Ravens play the Steelers. Then the Browns play the Ravens again. <laughs> the Browns get to play the Ravens, get a bye week, play the Ravens again. That la- that second game not only is it after a bye week but it's also in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna. Be, I'm not picking the Ravens. See that one. That is that second game will be great or should be great for the Browns. But I'll tell you the Better game. Be. The game after that for the Browns, I think they're gonna get killed. I think preparing for one team for that long, because it's it's just yeah, it's almost a month of after one that team. game they play the Raiders. Yeah, I think preparing for one team that long and then just switching it up. I think I think it's just going to kill them. I think you need to change it up week by week. It helps there's a bye week and maybe they'll just kind of get away from it and reset. But I think having one team like that is going to end up hurting them afterward. Helps you win one game, so I guess you know split the difference. But yeah, we'll see. The AFC North is fairly wide open. The Ravens then end the season with the Packers, Bengals, Rams, and Steelers. Not yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I anybody could win the AFC North. They're obviously, you know, I'd figure it's probably going to be the Ravens or the Bengals. I figure the Ravens will still win the division somehow. Yeah. Even but though like, it's, not, it's like not if you told pretty. me th- through these schedules, because the Bengals and Browns, the Browns I think are going to get a lot better. They've been injury yeah. prone, and Baker's just weirdly better without Odell. Um, they could run off some games and maybe snag some wins here and there, get an upset. Uh, and sneak into the division title. The Ravens, they're good, but their schedule's tough. The Steelers, you know, if they go on some miraculous run, they might win it. They're probably the least likely, but still, like, could be a, a wild card team. They might snag the seventh seed or something. Yeah. So, AFC North, best division in football, and it's really not even close. The best and the worst. <laughs> the worst to be in. The worst to be in. If you're yeah, the worst if, for us, if you're like an NFC West fan, you probably love AFC North football. Just, Four good teams yeah. all year. It's going to be great and for them. And the East fan, especially. Ugh, yikes. You get no good football there. No. So, I mean, we've only got like two minutes here. Uh, the Ravens, uh, the offensive line is having their problems again. So, that's what it looks like at least. So, that's fun. Yeah. Second uh, half team. <laughs> hopefully, at least. We'll see. So, that's about, you know, we st- there was still a good bit of news to cover this week. It was kind of like a catch-up, like the 
Right, there's something in the water right now, man. There was a uh, Paris Saint Germain women's soccer player. Oh my god! Who hired some hitmen to like a, uh, take to injure the player who was like in front of them? It's like a Tanya Harding situation. Yeah, the player that was in front of them on the depth chart. Just request a trade. Yeah, like um, soccer. Like I'm pretty sure you can just like go out on loan to other teams. Soccer's like, the wild west, man. They. Are, mm. You could have done anything, and that's what you decided to do. <laughs> that's I what you decided the thought, to do. Because, like, when you're thinking through, how do I get more playing time? There's a thought process, and somehow, <laughs> how is that what you landed that's on? That's the one you landed on. So, what t- that tells me is, uh, you probably should have never been playing a competitive sport anyway. <laughs> There's yeah. something going on there. Yeah. Yeah, the last minute of the show here, I didn't get time to do my uh, college football pick segment. I replaced it with a different pick segment, which it's fine. <laughs> uh, already 2-0 and on the week because of Maction. Yeah. Uh, went 5-5 five and five last week, 71-67-1 uh, overall. Let's go with why, uh, took Akron plus 26, Toledo minus 9.5. Those hit. Those are good. For the rest of the week, Wyoming plus 14, Baylor plus 6, Coastal Carolina minus 10, Rutgers plus 6.5. NC State plus two and a half, Hawaii minus two and a half, Mi- Miami minus two and a half, Texana minus two, Arkansas minus one and a half, San Jose State minus four. There you go. Those are untitled something or another. <laughs> yeah. Senior day for hey. fo- uh, Shepherd football this week. So that'll be a fun time. Not slippery rock anymore, but it oh. should be a much easier game against Clarion. I've never been so disappointed to be guaranteed a win. <laughs> Because right. they're gonna, they're just they're gonna win, and it's pretty much settled. But yeah, see the thing is, I hope as we squeeze in last thirty seconds here, really hoping Slippery Rock beats Kutztown, and because of that loss, even though it's a good loss, quote unquote, Shepard can win and slip into that one seed. That's the only saving yep. grace for this. But we'll see. Uh, worst comes to worst, they're still gonna win, and they'll get at least one home playoff game which I'm very excited about. Yes, and basketball season starts tomorrow, yep. which we will get into on the show definitely, eventually. Highly disputed, WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University, Dylan Bishop and Ryan Stickle. Go Rams. Go Rams.